Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to 10 Minute Morning Motivation, a motivational podcast to start your day on the right foot. My name is Aiden. Thank you for joining me. Today, I want to share some tools that I use to help me stop procrastinating and keep me away from the dark hole that is social media and news websites and all those things that take up our time, don't give us much back, but are very, very addictive and keep us locked in. I'm going to tell you some things that I avoid and things that I try to do more of. So I've been learning a lot about dopamine recently and how our habits are affected by it. I read something about social media that really woke me up a little bit. He said, when you combine a constant stream of highly engineered emotional manipulation with a drip of dopamine hits, you get something that looks like social media. When you combine a constant stream of highly engineered emotional manipulation with a drip of dopamine hits, you get something that looks like social media. That blew me away when I read that, when I really thought about how we're being manipulated by the psychologists that work at social media companies, trying to figure out the next and best way to keep us scrolling, to keep us locked in, to keep it as fun and as dopamine releasing as possible. We're being manipulated every day. It sounds crazy when you say it like that, but it's true. It's exactly what is happening. When I get into a loop of checking Instagram, then checking Twitter, then TikTok, and then I'll go back to Instagram, I need that constant feed of new information. I remind myself of that quote and I close the apps. I try to, anyway, it doesn't happen every day. I remind myself that we are not the customer for these apps. We download them, we install them, we give them our data, but we are not the customer. We are the product. We are being used by them. The customer are the advertising companies that make money off them. The customer is me if I want to promote this podcast on Facebook and I want to hit a specific audience, a specific age, in a specific area, and then I can choose all that stuff because they've got all that information. That's the customer, the person who pays for it. We get it for free. We are not the customer. We are the product. Terrifying, but good to think about because it pulls you away from it. 
Like I've said, I use social media. I enjoy it. I would love not to use it at all, but I'd feel left out and I use it for this podcast. I use it for my own promotion and things like that. And I also use it because I like to see the lives of my friends and family and people that listen to this podcast and things like that. So I'm not saying don't use it. It's the devil. I'm just saying if we're mindful and we're aware of what it's doing to us and the tricks that they use, then we can try and keep one step ahead or at least only one step behind, not a hundred steps behind. Like some people are that have got their neck down and are constantly reading social media every gap in every day. It can be really difficult to sit and create something when our mind's used to these fast, easy dopamine hits. That feeling you get when you post a new picture of yourself or your cat or whatever it is that you put on social media and you check back on Instagram how many likes you've got. It's hard to replicate that. We don't get that feeling when we're making something big, when we're writing something new, when we're building something new, when we're doing DIY and making something. It's not until the very end that we get a bit of a dopamine hit. Or when somebody compliments it that we get a dopamine hit. And when these creative things are battling for our time with instant likes and instant gratification, that's a hard battle. And that means we make and create less because we don't have the attention span we need and we're not getting the feedback that we're so used to that we get so easily. I also use Blocksite on my browser to block certain web pages. This was helpful. I got addicted to a certain news page once. It had a sidebar of doom that kept me hooked. The stories were juicy. The gossip was good. The headlines would pull me in. It was all bad news and I just found myself on there every day. It became part of my Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook checking. I'd also go to this news site. I absolutely despise the news outlet, but I'd go there and I'd find myself enjoying hating it. It was ridiculous. I was feeding my disdain for this news site and the comments on the articles. I'd go to the comments and I'd have arguments in my head with the people commenting on these articles. I'd never respond. I never got that far involved. But it got to a point where I thought, this is not healthy. So I added it to Blocksite. It's just an extension to my Google Chrome browser and it doesn't let me on the website. I've tried going on. I think I tried following a tweet that was a news article. I didn't realize it was this news website and it was blocked. And I remembered, oh yeah, I'm blocked from there. Because I've not been on for so long, I forgot about it, to be honest. That shows how little it means to me. I don't need it. So Blocksite really helps. There might be other apps out there as well. I found Blocksite really useful. It works in the background and blocks the sites that you don't want to go on. So if you've got an addiction to certain websites, add the URL. Get them blocked. You can block them for a certain amount of hours. So if you're in your work day, if you're working from home and you want to stop using these websites, block them for this many hours. Make it easy for yourself to stop doing the things that you don't want to do because we are only human. At the beginning of the day, we might be in control. We might feel great and we're like, oh no, I don't need any of that. I just won't go on it. But then once the afternoon slump hits or once the evening hits and you've made all these decisions and gone through the day and you're tired, we have less self-control and that's when we start dipping. That's when we need a little hand and that's when we can use these these tools to stop us from doing the things that we do want to stop doing because it all has an impact on us. It may not have an immediate impact, but these things build over time. For instance, watching the news every day. When there's a big world situation going on, it can be tempting to have the news on constantly or put it on every morning when you get up and watch the news and see what the next worst thing that's happening is. None of it matters to us. We think that we should know about world events and keep an eye on what's going on just in case. If we need to know something, we will find it out. Someone will ring us. Someone will tell us. I avoid the news stories as much as possible. Obviously, when you're on social media, you can't avoid certain things. That's fine. That's enough. You don't need to put the news on yourself and get it again firsthand. Five different people's opinions taking in this trauma every day. And then you spread it on. Then you go to work. Then you go see your friends and you say, oh, did you see that thing this morning? No, I didn't. And you spread the bad news. Did you hear about that? Oh, yeah. And everybody connects to that bad news and talks about it. There's nothing positive about that. 
It's a shared experience. So it becomes a popular conversation because everybody can agree X situation is bad. It's an easily shared situation that people can relate to when they're at work and talk about. But other than that, there's no benefit from knowing about a horrible situation in another country changing every day. These things are draining to us. As I said, they may not have a direct effect. You may turn the news off, leave the house and forget about it and it doesn't have a direct effect. But the build-up and constant viewing of this trauma is having an impact subconsciously. It's doing something in there. You're seeing these things. You're becoming desensitized. It's definitely having an impact in the long run. Often we look for the big answers as to why we feel a certain way or just can't motivate ourselves or why do I feel rubbish on this day or why do I always get down or what's going on with me? It's often a build-up of all these little things. It's the build-up of social media. It's the build-up of watching the news and it's the build-up of all this stuff that's thrown at us every day. So the stuff we can control, we should do and tailor. Tailor our information diet so we know exactly what we're getting and we know what we need and we can brighten up our own days you're starting the day right you're listening to this podcast this is one of your five a day of your information diet this is the good stuff this is the leafy greens but a bit more exciting than that so if we choose to reduce our social media usage turn the news off and stop ingesting so much trauma every day we've got a little bit more time to tailor what we are taking in to find the right audiobooks to find the right podcasts i have different sort of podcasts for every mood that i'm in or every mood that i need to get into so if i need a fitness one to get me to the gym or get me pumping i've got a fitness one if i need a meditation one i'll find something a bit more relaxing and spiritual i'm often reading three different books at the same time i've got a fiction book for when i want a bit of escapism i've got self-help books that I'm constantly reading or researching for the podcast as well. And then I might just have a random book about a subject or topic that I want to learn about at the time, but different things. So when I am feeling hungry for some sort of knowledge, but I don't want fitness because I'm tired now and I've done it all today and I don't want to think about work and learning about that sort of thing, I've got the fiction book to lean on or I've got this podcast to listen to or this audio book or TV. Of course, I watch TV series and things like that, but you don't need a motivational podcast to tell you what TV to watch. The main point of this episode is thinking about the things you are taking in, how that's affecting you in the long run, how you could stop them or reduce them and replace them with something a bit more beneficial that's going to help feed the push, the motivation and the consistency to get to where we want to be. Thanks for listening. I'll see you tomorrow. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.